0: Are you loving the Categorically Romance podcast? Are you looking for even more places to get your romance fix? Do you rewatch When Harry Met Sally every fall? Yeah, we thought so. <laughs> Check out Meet Cute's newest podcast, The Romcom Room, where Romcom connoisseurs Kendra and Mercedes unite each Friday to nerd out about their favorite rom-coms, their love to hates, and every crush and romantic detail in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. I'm Aaron, and Bree is on a well-deserved vacation. But today, I am joined by author Angie Dickin. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Can oh, you thank tell you. us about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, I write for Love Inspired, and I am from Iowa. Um, well, I live in Iowa, and I have four kiddos. Uh, ranging from the age of 11 to 20. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just so excited to be here and talk about my new release with you a little bit. And um, I've been around books and the publishing industry for quite a while, and it's just fun to to talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, obviously, we <laughs> podcast love to talk about books. So yeah. Yeah, love a company that loves to talk about books as well. We also love hearing romance origin stories, so would you let us know how you became a romance reader?
1: Oh wow! Okay, this is going to be really far back. But when I was probably upper elementary, my dad was in the military, and we were stationed in England. And a lot of the a lot of the American pop culture it took a little while to get over there. But okay. I was in love with Sweet Valley Twins <laughs> and Sweet yeah. Valley High books.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: um, so my parents would always. Make sure that we ordered those, and so I was just constantly reading those, and those were like sweet little preteen books with crushes and stuff. And so I would say that that was probably like a thing that really inspired me to keep reading different books and stuff that were around my age group and and everything. And then also just being in England, um, the history was was just so amazing, and I really got into the kings and the queens and. Um, their romance stories. Uh And and then fast forward to high school, and I was in drama, and we would do a Shakespeare every year. And so that just acting on stage in those like, romance driven tragedies and everything. And Uh I just like that, that gave me this love for story and romance. And I just devoured historical romance books <laughs> when I was a young mom. And um, so, yeah, so I, I just can look back really far and see how important those romance threads were in the literature that I read.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So I've got a couple follow-ups here. So I don't, I don't know if you listened to, um, well, our found one of our founders, Sarah, she was okay. big into Sweet Valley High. I think she oh, really? I think she owns, like, all of them and like the <gasps> spinoffs oh and goodness. everything. Did you read any of the spinoffs for them or, like, the, uh, the I, follow-ups later?
1: No, I didn't, but I have all the Sweet Valley twins. Like, they're sitting in my basement, and I have an 11-year-old, and I'm like, she should read these, but she is – She doesn't want to read anything that doesn't have cell phones in it. She's like, do they have cell phones? No.
0: (laughs) Well, what did they do back then? Oh, I don't know. Worry about having a girlfriend or boyfriend?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, there's stuff that's still relative. Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and then I have to ask, um, so what was... Uh, were you were you on stage when you did drama?
1: Yes, I was. And one of my most iconic romantic roles, I was Juliet, my senior year of high school in Romeo and Juliet.
0: Oh, congratulations. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, so that was super fun. And I was Lady Macduff, got to die on stage in Macbeth. <laughs> and um, I even did some community theater after I graduated from college and just had a small role. But the cool thing is, is my director was the doctor in Tombstone. I don't know if you've seen that oh, movie. It was
0: uh-huh. it's an
1: old movie, but my, my yes. husband, it's his favorite movie, and he was just thrilled. Oh, <laughs> he My got,
0: Spouse. It's one of their favorites as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He got the um, – the director gave him his script from Tombstone. So we have that somewhere. No
0: kidding. And, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What a cool thing.
1: <laughs> I know. Drama and theater is such an awesome world.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. it is. I did a bit in high school, but mostly, oh, mostly yeah. backstage crew stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, we are so excited for your love-inspired debut, Once Upon a Farmhouse. Tell us all about your book, please.
1: Okay. Well, I am so excited about it also. I just, I love contemporary romance stories and I always thought I could never write them. And I just came up with this because I have really enjoyed being in Iowa. It's not We moved here in like 2009 Mm
0: -hmm. and have
1: just fallen in love with the people. And anyway, so the story is about two high school sweethearts who their senior year of high school, the heroine um, had a really tough time. Her mom had made quite a reputation for herself and she just bore the burden of that um, in her high school among her peers. And he didn't want, he didn't want to miss out on the fun of high school so they broke up she as soon as she could get away she left she was living with her grandparents she left and made a name for herself as an architect and he left and he got married and had a baby and then his wife passed away and so she finds out that her grandfather is sick and passes away and so she has to come help her grandmother sell the farm And he is actually the farm manager that doesn't want them to sell the land because it's the thing that he loves the most. And he's still grieving, being a widow and taking care of his four year old son. And so it's just a reunion waiting to happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, so is it like they're both coming back to the hometown? Did I? Get that right. Um,
1: He actually, he came back after college. So he's okay. been there and he's been working for her grandparents on their farm. Um, and they kind of helped him uh, when his wife was mm-hmm. sick, and then she passed away. And so they have a relationship with him, but she's, she has just stayed away and hasn't um she'll see her grandparents so in in the story it kind of hints so she sees her grandparents like they'll meet in Des Moines which is a big city near Mm -hmm. their farm she just doesn't come back because of all the baggage from her mom leaving her and all the rumors of that go around with her peers and stuff so so she didn't know that he they had a relationship with her (laughs) ex-boyfriend so that was quite a surprise when she comes back yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, do we may I ask do we get a little bit of of some elderly matchmaking going on um
1: maybe or or some nudging about okay mm-hmm. the, yeah, yeah yeah maybe um i think that the little boy in it is super cute <laughs> and um actually he i wrote him he has cystic fibrosis and i have a very good friend who i've known her for years, and she's raising her son with cystic, who has cystic fibrosis. So I understand the challenges, oh yeah, of parenting through that. And so um, it makes it a really I think there's just some really tender moments um, between the hero and heroine, and him him learning how to help his son, which his wife had done for the most part when <laughs> she was alive and stuff. So yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's uh, really great on you to shine a light on on that disease. It's, you know, it's really awful and it affects a lot of people. It is.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, you kind of touched on this, but where did the inspiration for the book come from?
1: Yeah. um, Those pieces and just, I wanted to set, like I said, I wanted to set it in Iowa. Um, I actually, my bachelor's degree is in landscape architecture, (laughs) Uh which I used that for like two years and then, and then became a stay at home mom. So Mm -hmm. um, I think landscape is, landscape is just such an inspiring thing for me and um, I've just fallen in love with the landscape here in Iowa and the the small farmsteads my husband grew up on a farmstead in Texas so yeah I just wanted to set set that there and I've just learned a lot just dealing with all sorts of different circumstances and friends that are dealing with grief in all different ways and so I I think that this book kind of helps see the healing process when someone is grieving in very different circumstances. So I, yeah, I feel like I poured my heart into it a little bit. So.
0: Well, I love a good healing story along with my romance story as well.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, we'd love to know what your journey to getting published was like.
1: Okay. Well, um, it was long. (laughs) Um, So when my, my son was a a baby. My third child was a baby. I was staying at my my husband's grandmother's house Mm -hmm. and she has such a beautiful romance story with her husband. And so I just got this huge like inspiration to write that night that I was staying there. And that's the first time I started writing and then thinking about, Oh, maybe I should start publishing. And I was, that was in like 2007. And, um, and so I wrote, and I wrote some stories. I entered some contests and got some brutal feedback. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and my husband was like, maybe you should connect with people who know how to, not meanly, but he was like, who know how to write. <laughs> right, and, yeah, um, yeah, Yeah, <laughs> so, so I found, um, I entered a contest through American Christian fiction writers, and they gave me feedback, and they had a critique group and I met my critique partner there, and this was in 2010. And so that was the first time I attended a writing conference. I highly recommend writing conferences for writers. But um, yeah. so I did that for a couple of years and finaled in some contests, but never um, never won anything. But I did meet with a lot of agents and editors, and I signed on with my current agent in 2012. But it didn't take, it took four more years of just writing and submitting and learning. And then finally in 2016, um, I was, my daughter was going, my, my youngest was going into kindergarten and I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a part-time job. I thought I would be writing full-time, but that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And two weeks into that part-time job, <laughs> I get the call. <laughs> and so, yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be working this part-time job, but of course, it wasn't like this giant, like, five books or anything, but it was still Uh awesome, and it was through the the love-inspired historical, when when they used to, when they had that line, Uh it was um, a contest that they had, and I had won one of the contracts, so... Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, well that's that's really great. There, so, so you got yeah. to uh, you got to tell your new part time employees or uh, <laughs> fellow employees, coworkers yeah. that you you just got published huh?
1: Right, and actually, my supervisor was in the room when I got the call. Oh, <laughs> so that was yeah, that was exciting.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that leads right up into the can you tell us the I got oh, the yeah. call story?
1: Yeah. So. I was basically just, I mean, we had done this contest and it was all summer where you write, I can't, I can't even remember now, but you write a couple of chapters and a synopsis and then a certain group of like, they'll choose how many people get to go to the next round. And you actually, it was really cool. I love, love, love the love inspired editors. They are so helpful. And they would help us and like if we could ask them questions. And so we had to have this, I want to say it was, was it the whole book? I can't remember, but we had to have most of it written. So in August, I think, is when I was sitting in the office and we were trying to figure out, we were doing this new ministry at this church that I was working at. And I see my agent's name pop up on my phone and I'm like, what is going on? Because... (laughs) she doesn't call me very often. We usually email. And so she, and I had a couple of other submissions (laughs) out there. And so she was like, you, I just got a call and you're, you're getting published. And, um, I had to ask her, I was like, well, which book, (laughs) but, um, oh my gosh, it was so exciting. And I just loved that story. And yeah, so that was the beginning. (laughs)
0: Awesome. That is so great. That's that's great I that know. you had people there to, to absolutely witness your, your joy yeah. in getting the call. Well, okay. I'm going to take it back a sec here because you oh. hung a line in front of us. And I'm going to have to ask, can you please tell us your grandparents' love story?
1: Oh, it's actually my my husband. Well, yeah, my, all my grandparents have great love stories. But my husband's grandmother is the house that I was staying at when I got inspired. Mm. And she would just, so I don't know all the ins and outs, but her and her husband or my husband's grandfather who passed away when he was really young, um, they eloped and they spent their wedding night in the city park. <laughs> 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 they, yeah. So I guess I, I can't remember if it was because they were in trouble (laughs) that they they wouldn't got (laughs) married without permission. Um, But yeah, she would always say, um, she was, I think, in her nineties when she passed away. And when we were staying there, she would always say, I feel like I'm in my twenties and I can't do things. Then this body won't let me do things that I want to do. And her just like authenticity and honesty about, and she's like, and everyone I know is gone. Like her brothers and her sisters and her husband. And she's like, I sometimes I don't know why I'm here. And yeah. that just really inspired me to write and I did write this story that I don't I would have to redo it now, but just about a woman who is basically living all of her memories are like in the everything is in the past and she's not yeah. sure what she's supposed to do now. And she's just a really inspiring woman. <laughs>
0: Well, I can tell you, you've got something cooking there in your brain. You yeah. There, so we're, we're looking forward
1: to it. I've lots of stories in my brain. That I need to get out on paper one day.
0: Well, What's been your journey from the call until now?
1: Well, right after that call, about a month later, I got another call that one of my historical romance trade book was picked up by Barber. And so I was like, oh my gosh, can I do a year of juggling two books, deadlines, and different yeah. publishers and stuff? But, um, but it was great, and they worked with us well, and it was a story that was inspired. I so I'm a hundred percent Greek, and my my great grandfather immigrated from Greece and was a coal miner in Utah. <laughs> and so that story is based in the coal mining towns in Utah in like 1910. Oh, cool. And so, th- yeah, so it was really fun. And it's Greek immigrants and just the prejudices that they mm-hmm. endured and everything. So, so that was one of my heart stories that I was really excited to get published. And then um, my debut in that book came out in 2017. And so I was writing stories, and I have I have all these like historical conspiracy with romantic threads and stuff, and uh-huh. um, trying to get those published, and got close, and then I didn't get another contract till 2019, and that was for uh, romantic suspense. Um, and that was really fun to write cause it's about grave diggers. Oh. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know my, my stuff is very interesting, <laughs> very different all across the board. Um, so I wrote that one and got that published and then I wrote a novella for the same publisher and then the pandemic happened <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And so, uh, just kept writing kept kept writing whatever was on my heart and I just got excited to think about switching gears from historical to contemporary because when I write if I'm writing historical I usually will read contemporary so that uh-huh. I'm not reading the same genre I'm writing yeah. and so I just loved reading the contemporary romance uh, genre and ended up getting this contract with Love Inspired and Just signed a three-book contract for more books after this one. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Can
0: you share with us your favorite romance trope to read?
1: Oh, man. Um, I think I love The Second Chances where they may have like the high school romance and then Mm -hmm. they go and do life and then come back together. That's probably one of my favorites. Um, I I also love The Forbidden Love. Uh, trope i just that it's really fun to write <laughs> but um i do love that where they're tr- the they have the clear obstacles and that's what um my greek immigrant story was forbidden love and i really oh. enjoy reading and writing that mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah it's got to be a lot of fun
1: yeah yeah
0: well follow-up question are you a fan of third act breakups in second chance stories
1: oh Gosh, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think so, because it just makes it all the more – it gives it that extra layer of mm-hmm. – yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah.
0: so. <laughs> no wrong answer there. I just yeah. – I asked to ask that question on that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: What's one piece of advice you'd offer to aspiring writers?
1: I would say to definitely connect to the writing community – via a conference or a workshop um, and now they have online stuff as much as they have in person and not just because it helps you get connected with editors and agents, but mm-hmm. it really to have those people. I have some of my best friends from those conferences and having a good support group that understands the journey is so important because there's so many ups and downs. Uh Uh, There's been so many times when I'm like, I'm just going to quit. This is, this is a waste of my time. And my friends that know me are like, Angie, what are you talking about? You're not going to quit. Come on, take a breath, take a step back, go read (laughs) Uh (laughs) or whatever. They just give you advice because they're in the same place as you. And so I highly recommend that actually an author I reached out to that maybe that's, how i decided to check out acfw an author i reached out to i told her i was writing a story way back when i first started writing and that was her advice to me was join a conference go to a conference and i was like really (laughs) okay but oh my goodness they're just they're just a wealth of information and just a wealth of community
0: well lastly where can everyone follow you online
1: well i have a website it's angiedicken.com and I also have an author Instagram account that I just kind of started in the past few months. Mm-hmm. So I would love for people to find me there. I've been entering the world of reels oh, yes. <laughs> and they're yeah. so fun. I am probably so goofy. People are like, oh my goodness, but it's so fun. And then I'm also, I also have a author page on Facebook as well. And that's facebook.com. Angie or backslash Angie. so yeah
0: well listeners make sure to go and follow her instagram listeners check the show notes make sure to find all the places where angie is online we'll be here in the next episode and until then take care and happy reading